I've always been interested in sound and tone and why we choose what we choose. So from the very beginning, boys and girls, I wanted my opinions to be heard. And then in Sound and Color, I felt like my voice was really largely heard. I do a lot of the writing. And I also am very meticulous about mixing. And I'm also very meticulous about tonality and also about performance, especially vocally. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like vocally everything needs to be perfect because that's not the point. I think the point is the performance and the feeling. And with Jamie, I was a huge part of the entire process from the floor up all the way out the door. And with this one as well, you know, these have my name on them. And so therefore I'm like very detail oriented. And I guess I just want people to know that I'm in there every step of the way in decision making. And really, what I really want people to know is like, I want young people to know that. And yes, women, I want young women to know that. You can be involved as much as you want to be involved. And if you have ideas that you want to be heard, put your foot down and let them be heard. This is your work. This is my life. So of course I want to baby every part of the journey. I love it. I've always loved it. That was Brittany Howard, and this is Shiro's, a podcast with a mission to turn up the volume of women's voices in music across genres and generations. Shiro's is a deep dive into the experiences and perspectives of women and gender expansive folks in a still overwhelmingly male-dominated music industry. It's a space where we discuss challenges and triumphs, how far we've come and how far we still have to go. Telling our stories is the first step to making music better for everyone. I'm Carmel Holt. I've been a fan of today's guest for over a decade now, and it's been thrilling to see and hear her evolution and her awe-inspiring presence in music unfold in real time, starting with the Grammy-winning band Alabama Shakes' 2012 debut album Boys and Girls, which drew on their Southern roots and rock and roll, and then bringing in a genre-defying and cosmic palette on sound and color in 2015, then veering into lo-fi, garage, and glam in her side project Thunder. Bitch, then the Front Porch Folk Songs with Bermuda Triangle in 2018, and then the universally critically acclaimed 2019 solo debut, Jamie, which earned her seven Grammy nominations. The sonic worlds that singer, songwriter, guitarist, multi-instrumentalist, and producer Brittany Howard creates are always expansive, exciting, and truly visionary. Her second solo effort, What Now, is no exception. And to celebrate its release, I am so thrilled to welcome Brittany Howard as this week's Shiro in the Spotlight. Brittany Howard, welcome back to Shiro's. Thank you so much for doing this and making the time. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It's always good to come back here. And congratulations on what now. And you know what? I realized the last time I talked to you was 2021. And one of the last questions I asked you was, what's next? And this is what was next. And actually, you were sitting on these songs then. That's crazy. I I was. You know, I must I must have been. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I didn't know I was making an album. Which is kind of the best thing. You're like the third person in the past six months that I've talked to that did that and Mm -hmm. made one of the best records of their lives. Um, I love that. It doesn't seem like you're somebody that ever limits yourself, but was there something about that that maybe opened even more doors for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the energy behind the pandemic was I have no idea what's going to happen next. What is life? 
go for it. Who cares? Yeah. That was the energy I brought to it. And therefore, I just made some fun music with some buds. And there was nothing deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? Where should we start today? I would love to kick it off with a song from the new album. Ooh, let's do I Don't. I wanted to write a song that sounded so fun and airy that was about how you don't enjoy life anymore because you work too hard. That's I Don't from the new album, What Now? by Brittany Howard. She is our guest today on Shiro's. And this is the follow-up to 2019's Jamie, although you're not somebody that ever sits still for too very long. We were talking about how you had been writing these songs during the pandemic without even thinking that you were making an album. Did you like have any kind of a pause in working? Oh, yes. The most lovely pause. And then I ran out of things to do. And then I got to the point in the pandemic where I was saying, who am I? <laughs> and, and I answered back, I think I write music. So I started to use music as an outlet again, which I kind of hadn't done in a while. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it hadn't been feeling like an outlet for just a second. I was just doing like a lot of touring and press and things like that. And And it was nice to get back to it because I wanted to and not because someone was asking me to. So it was very natural how I got back in there. Did you feel like removing that kind of industry pressure to be following up Jamie, which was such a success, just doing it because you wanted to and doing it in that way that was so pure? What do you think that that gave you access to? Um, I think it gave me access to just freedom it was a freedom and when you're free I feel like you can think clearly and you can be more authentic you're less afraid to take risks and to take chances because I guess the way I thought of it was no one's going to hear these songs anyway so in what ways do you feel like you took risks oh it might be the four on the floor track prove it to you it doesn't I mean like listen I'm me So, like, of course, I like it, but I feel like fans of me might be surprised by it. And I guess that's risky to do that, to be surprising to a fan base. But I think my fans are going to if they haven't already learned that I'm probably just going to keep surprising them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel like we'd be disappointed if you didn't at this point. That's good to hear. I've never been at saying what I mean. Every time I try, it comes out incomplete. Believe me, baby, I'll show you how. 
I was like, of course there's a queer club track in the middle yeah. of this record. Yes, please do I that got, again. <laughs> I got very into dance music during the pandemic. Boiler Room. Um, I would just put it on and I was just like, you know, because I wanted to move, you know. And then I started turning my, I have like a back studio. I started turning it into like disco nights and I got a disco ball and I got lots of laser lights and fog machines and I'm just going to and I would just dance with myself or I would invite some friends over safely and we were tested and you know that's how we would just pretend we were in the nightlife pretend we were still operating as a normal world you know totally when I heard that track in particular I was thinking about how you use music and you always have used music as I think you called it tools it's almost like you download information from music that you hear and then that becomes another tool in your kit to put into something. Was there anything that you can point to that you were listening to around this time that you think found its way into what now? You know, what's funny is I was actually not listening to a lot of music besides Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I listen to that album every single day. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty good soundtrack for the pandemic. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kind of like it started getting dark out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like emotionally, mentally, it's like starting to get dark. And so I needed something every day to just create light. Ooh. And that did it for me. And that would get me back up off to the races, motivated. Talk to us a little bit about the crystal bowls that we're hearing threaded throughout this album. I couldn't help but wonder, first of all, how that happened, why that happened, and whether you yourself have dabbled in the crystal singing bowls. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I used to own one uh, years ago. Um, here in town, we have the Nashville Center for Alternative Therapies. And my friend Ramona was teaching me about, you know, sound baths. And, you know, she mentioned that the brain's always looking for a frequency to match. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a negative thing. Like when someone comes in a room and they got a bad vibe and you can feel it. And so now you're kind of in a stinky mood because you don't trust them. You know, now all of a sudden you're suspicious. And sometimes people come in and they just have this light, safe, buoyant energy about them. And it makes you want to open up and be a little bit more buoyant. And we affect each other like that. And the brain's always trying to match something, you know? So when it comes to these sound bowls, they're creating this frequency of harmony. And I just wanted to do this experiment where I put this on my album because the sound bowls have helped me so much. I thought maybe, what if, even if I put this a little bit on this album, maybe this could help people even just a little bit. And like I said, it's still a running experiment. Was there any discussion about, like, how they were tuned or which ones to use? And are they the same throughout? Or was there a switch? Like, I'm just so curious about, like, what kind of instruction you gave to the people that were playing them. Sure. So my two friends came in, uh, Ramona Reed and Ann Sensing. Mm -hmm. And they came in and played a bunch of different sound bowls. They're all different keys. And based on the song, we actually tuned them to go from one song into another, more like harmoniously. So we just did that in the computer. And they're really serving two jobs. One is to get people to kind of have a ground floor so that when a song's finished, you can kind of go to this like waiting room. And 
go to a different destination. It's not as jarring. You don't have this whiplash between all these different styles of music. And it kind of serves as the sorbet between courses, you know. And the other thing that it does is opens up the listener to receive music. It kind of creates this state of stillness because I did want to create an album that someone could listen to from top to bottom by themselves and like fully receive it. What did it do for you? The sound Yeah, like integrating it into your album and into the work. Well, what it did for me was give me the ability to put out any type of music that I want and it all still goes together. Right. Because this is the string that connects all of the thoughts. How did you come to the center? Do you do meditation, yoga practice? Where did this enter the picture for you? Mm, let's see, years back, it kind of started off like I was get, I was like learning about the Enneagram. Uh, then it kind of turned into like a little bit of coaching. And then it turned into like massage, acupuncture. And then there was sound baths. And I still go there to this day. I, I think I've been going there for almost like seven years now. Almost. Yeah. When you listen to this album or when I listen to this album, I feel like you can hear your self-awareness. You can hear the work that you've been doing in these songs. It's like you want to think of it as a breakup album or as songs that deal with some issues of heartbreak and love and loss and then falling in love again. And it is that, but it's so self-aware. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of myself because when I go back and listen to it, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Nobody's a villain. It just is what it is. And it's me taking responsibility for breaking my own heart over and over again, really, because Obviously, I'm the common denominator. And I was just like, enough's enough. Like, I, I just don't want to like, break my heart anymore and, and participate in these cycles that I'm doing. So, like, I need to start examining myself. And the pandemic gave me time and space to do that and to start, in essence, choosing myself, you know. And it's amazing to think about what that will do for everybody listening to the album. Like when you said that you were thinking about this in terms of somebody being able to sit with it themselves and listen to it all the way through and giving us this moment to really ponder those same questions for ourselves and seeing things in that different way, I think is like such a big gift. Thanks for saying that, because like that's all I've really been you know, I think about like what you want to leave behind in the world. And I just feel like there's a lot of things I could want to leave behind in the world. Like, but I think self-examination is actually really powerful. There's a lot of powerful people in position in this world who do not self-examine themselves and therefore have no qualm or empathy in, in hurting others. And I think that's a great disservice to not take a look at yourself and see where you fit in. And what you're putting out, you know, it's funny because, you know, in all this talk in the conversation about this kind of work and energy work, sound baths and frequencies, it comes across to people sometimes I think a little woo woo or whatever, but it's science, how you can shift your brain frequency, how you can shift the way that you think and the way that you feel that you actually do hold that power within you, you know, and to use music in that way is amazing. Yes, powerful. Um, I agree. And music is something that 
we've always tapped into as a human species. And dance is something we've always tapped into to release, to move, to record history, to communicate. And to the people who say it's woo-woo, I mean, that's fine. But I will say a lot of the world is catching on, and I don't think this is that unusual as it would have been 10 years ago. I think everyone knows their star sign now. <laughs> yes. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone <laughs> wants to talk about <laughs> their top three, like their sun, moon, rising. Like, the world is changing. And I think it, this is just my opinion. But I just think that science is always trying to explain what a lot of groups, especially like very old ancient groups have been trying to say spiritually. I'm not saying religiously, but spiritually. Energy, obviously, and frequency and all of these things absolutely affect the human brain. And who's to say that a planet somewhere out there is not affecting our frequency the day we're born? And therefore, I'm a Libra. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, since we're talking about astrological signs, and I'm somebody that is a total geek for astrology, the first track is called Earth Sign. And you're not an Earth Sign. You are an Air Sign. I looked right. you up. Talk to us about Earth Sign. What is it about? Is it okay for me to ask who is it about if it's not about you? And why you chose it as the opener for the album? Yes, I did that on purpose so that everyone would look up my astrological sign. <laughs> yes, it worked. Because um, I just need to get out there that I'm a Libra. I'm a proud Libra. I love Libras. Libras rock. We might be the best signs. Not sure. <laughs> Haven't decided. <laughs> They're one of the best signs. They're one of my favorites, for sure. What are you, a Scorpio? I am not. I'm a Gemini. I'm another air sign. Uh-oh. No, but Earth Sign actually, you know, Earth Sign was like kind of my cheeky way to set like this big magic spell off on his journey. Because I was like, I do believe in manifestation, you know what I'm saying? I'm not new to it, you know, I'm not saying, anyways, I'm not going to get into it whether or not someone believes it. It's not my job to convince someone. But what I'm going to say is, I was like, I'm going to manifest the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write this song that I'm looking for them and I'm going to find them and I'm going to get everyone to sing it with me so that the spell is larger and I'll be performing it every night. So I'm like, we're really doing some really powerful magic here. And that was the whole thing behind it. Hell yeah. I love that. I can see 
That's Earth Sign, the lead track to What Now, the new one from Brittany Howard. She's our guest today on Shiro's, and I'm Carmel Holt. So on this show, we touch on issues relating to gender and music. So I was hoping that you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about your journey in that way and some of your thoughts about where we are, like how far we've come, how far we have to go, any areas that you could see that we could still do some work. Oh, yes. Where would you like to begin? (laughs) I know. It's such a big, big topic. Well, I think about the fact that you're obviously known for your voice and your guitar playing, but you're also a producer. You started off playing drums and bass. I mean, you're a multi-instrumentalist. You can play everything, and you do, and you co-produce this record. Production is not something that we get a whole lot of opportunity to shine in Mm -hmm. as non-males. So maybe we could start there, embracing that side of what you do and really being out loud and proud about that. I would love to. So production is something that I've always been really interested in and engineering as well. I've always been interested in sound and tone and why we choose what we choose. So from the very beginning, boys and girls, I wanted my opinions to be heard. And then in Sound and Color, I felt like my voice was really largely heard. I do a lot of the writing. And I also am very meticulous about mixing. And I'm also very meticulous about tonality and also about performance just in general, especially vocally. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like vocally everything needs to be perfect because that's not the point. I think the point is the performance and the feeling. And with Jamie, I was a huge part of the entire process from the floor up all the way out the door. And with this one as well, you know, these have my name on them. And so therefore I'm like very detail oriented when it comes from everything of why we're tuning this drum to this key to this guitar needs to be run through some sort of tube. And I'm not talking about tube amp. I'm talking about literally it needs to be some sort of hard tube, like a PVC pipe to get the sound that we want. And I'm very lucky that I work with Sean Everett because Sean Everett is the guy that will go there with you. He will sit there with you for hours finding what you want. And I guess I just want people to know that I'm in there every step of the way in decision-making. And really, what I really want people to know is like, I want young people to know that. And yes, women, I want young women to know that. You can be involved as much as you want to be involved. And if you have ideas that you want to be heard, put your foot down and let them be heard. This is your work. This is my life. So of course I want to baby every part of the journey. I love it. I've always loved it. I have a full studio myself that I've pieced together. And that thing's like a rocket ship. Like I literally know rocket science at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, the engineering, the mixing, the production, that's huge. And actually at the end of these interviews... I've been now asking my guests to do this exercise, which we'll do called the Shiro's Magic Wand, where I just say, like, imagine a world where you could wave of the wand, change anything that you want for women and for queer folks in music. And like, I would say like three quarters of them talk about production and tech and crews and like all of the stuff that isn't artist facing. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, my crew is 50-50. And my band is, I mean, there's the three of us gals up there. My tour manager is a woman. And I think she's the best in the biz. 
One of my managers is a woman. I've definitely seen a lot of things change since I started in this industry professionally. It started off all male crew. I was the only female there. And then I got my tour manager and we've been together for, I don't know, 12 years. And things have really expanded. When I'm on the internet, I see tons of female musicians absolutely ripping it. Like, absolutely shredding. And it makes me so happy and it makes my inner child happy because I remember being a little girl not knowing that women could even play guitar. I was amazed the day I saw a woman play guitar. Who was the first one? She was our fifth grade music teacher. Yeah. Her name was Miss Mosley. And she pulled out a guitar and I think she started playing a Beatles song. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) I didn't know that was an option. And then I went home and I, and I got a guitar and I brought it to her and I was like, will you please tune it for me? And it really, the rest is history from there. Do you want to pick a track from this album that you're really proud of from a production standpoint? Anything that you feel like I really pushed my edges on this one? Well, there's a few. I want to go with Samson. And I know it's a slower song, but just just hang in there because what you're hearing is me in a room with, I'll explain it, like it's a microphone that looks like a head and it's capturing a stereo image. And I'm in there and there's four speakers on the ground and I have a PA mixer and I'm running all of the performances from the track through the PA mixer and I'm mixing the song live, like it's doing live dub and I'm also singing live. So anytime you hear an instrument come in and out, there's like this little funny crackle. That's because I'm pushing the fader down. So what you're hearing is like actually a live performance of a mix. So here's Samson. I don't want to be here. I don't want to hurt you. I don't have the courage. I don't have the virtue. Can't get used to being who you need 
Yeah, it was wild. It was a wild dance. Oh my God. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs on the album, actually. Thank you. And the trumpet. Love, love, love. Yeah. Thank you so much. The other thing that we talked about last time when you put out the Jamie album was writing Georgia, which was my favorite for so many reasons, but especially because it was such a great love song to another woman, a great crush song. And this album has so many references to girl and is so free. I was wondering whether that felt even more liberated than you've been before. I'm so liberated. I didn't even think about it. Yes, I love that answer. That's so good. Don't you love that? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Also, I will say Georgia is also my favorite song from the last album, simply because I had never heard a song like that before to another woman. And it's like, yes, I wrote it. But like, you know, sometimes like songs write themselves and you just get to stand there and be like, wow, can't believe I wrote that. And it was just one of those moments was just like, I wish I could have heard this when I was like a teenager, you know? And yeah. And it's like an R&B song and it's like, it's like sexy, but also innocent and sweet. And I just, I love that song so much. And then going into this, it was like, I didn't even have to think about it. I'm just like, this is who I am. If anyone comes for me, just know I'm protected. (laughs) (laughs) For those reasons that you just described, I love patience because I feel like it's a Prince song that's like diamonds and pearls, but for a woman. Yes. And also it's like, don't you haul so fast, you know? Totally. Yeah. It is a song by a lesbian for lesbians. You know what I'm saying? Like. Let's slow it down. <laughs> and I sang that to me, so I'm not coming for anyone. How long is love supposed to take if it's not too good to be true? How do I keep it from you? Fools rushing, what a fool I've been. I don't want to despair. Brittany Howard here on Shiro's. The new album is called What Now? How come no question mark? Why I didn't put a question mark on what now? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like for a, a few different reasons, one of which is everything going on in the world, unprecedented things. We kind of got numb to shocking things happening. And I do remember at one point during the pandemic, we was talking about like aliens are real, UFOs are real, and no one cared. And I was like, where have we gotten to? And what's next? Anything could be next. That's part of the title. The next part is each song to me is so different on the album. And after those sound bowls, you really don't know what's coming next. And another explanation for the title is what am I doing now? Like, what am I creating now? What does it sound like? Here I am. This is what I've been doing. 
This is Britney's What Now. How would you describe this album? Mm, emotional, visceral, maybe unexpected. As far as unexpected, let's talk about To Be Still into Interlude into Another Day. In fact, I just feel like Interlude is such an incredible midpoint. Is that where you flip the vinyl also? It is, yeah. To Be Still is like this meditation, especially for me. It's very personal to me because I have a mind that really races and it's very hard for me to be present at any moment in time. I'm always thinking of the next step, the next thing to do. And I noticed during the pandemic, I've actually been missing a lot of my life because of this pattern of behavior. So it was always my greatest wish to be able to just be still and to be planted somewhere and to let things grow around me. And so I wrote this little poetry about that. And then it goes into the interlude, which is my Angelou reciting a brave and startling truth to the United Nations. And I kind of just stumbled across it. Of course, I had read it before, but I'd never heard her recite it. And it was so powerful and so brave for her to say that in front of all these powerful nations that, yes, we're all so busy destroying each other that we forget that the truth of the matter is we choose to destroy each other because at the same time, we're such incredibly creative, adaptable beings that are pretty much capable of anything. We could heal each other. We could change the entire world on a dime if we just all decided to, you know? And it was so moving to me, especially during the pandemic when there was so much chaos, that I immediately sat down and wrote the song Another Day because I agreed with her and I wanted to say it my way. And I needed to be sure that I had a beacon and I had a light through this to remember who I was and not to get lost, you know? And that's really lyrically where I was coming from. And the whole song is very bombastic and chaotic and huge because that's how I was feeling. And the lyrics are just pleading for some sort of togetherness and some sort of agreement that will do better. That was another day from Brittany Howard's new one, What Now? She's our guest today on Shiro's, and I'm Carmel Holt. That's also another favorite of mine. I love the refrain. I'm having the time of my life <laughs> in the midst of all of this, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of feelings going on in me because at that moment in time, I was falling in love again and the world was on fire. And I thought, how could I have all of this in one heart? How could I have all of these feelings in one heart? I feel like I'm going to explode. How can this be okay? How can this exist? It's wild. Yeah. And I feel like what you're able to pull together in your art, you can and you do. And you embody that in your work. You bring together so many different things. You're somebody that 
completely blows apart genre. You're limitless. You challenge yourself. And this is proof, you know? It's like just, it's amazing. You know who else I thought about when I was listening to this record, by the way? Are you a D'Angelo fan? Yeah, I love D'Angelo. Totally brought D'Angelo to mind. I love that. Um, In a similar way of he just takes his time, he follows his muse, and he just does whatever the fuck he wants. You know, and those are people that I look up to, like, I think that is iconic behavior. David Bowie did that. Mm -hmm. Prince did that. Bjork does that. I feel like Grace Jones in her music career did that. So those are just people I look up to. I just, I've always wanted to be someone who just does whatever they want. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Amen to that. I saw somewhere that you said that you never want to turn this into your job. Mm. Right. Well. (laughs) 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 Well, I think what I meant by that was How do you still love what you do, even if there is a business side to it? And I think there is a lot of boundary you have to put around your little creative self Mm -hmm. not to become jaded and not to become all about the dollar signs, which I get it. It's difficult. We live in inflation right now. And there's, you know, people get kind of resource fearful. Totally get it. But it's like also very important. I believe I was put on earth to do this so everything will be okay. I just have to do this and protect this. And I think it'll be all right. Yeah, it's living in a capitalist society Mm -hmm. and and trying to be an artist, which doesn't always work together. Trying to hang on to your soul in capitalism is wild. It's a wild ride. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should just do the Shiro's magic wand. What do you think we need to do or what areas would we need to focus on to equalize the playing field? I mean, there's lots of things to do. I feel like the thing I used to say, which is hire more women, is happening, which is very good. It's positive. Mm -hmm. Now, pay women the same, I think would be nice because I'm still hearing women not getting promotions, even though... They've been in a field for a number of years and all of a sudden they bring in this young guy and boom, he got promoted. Yeah. That's still taking place. That's Mm -hmm. not fair. And we see you. You know what I mean? We see that. We know what you're doing. So it's kind of like you're keeping women in the same position when they're absolutely eligible for that promotion. Absolutely deserve to get paid that salary. That's still happening. What about in the industry? Are are you seeing any change as far as like festival lineups? And you know that that account, Book More Women? Do you ever look at that? No, I should though. On, on Instagram, this woman just volunteers her time, which I think is insane. Wow. But she takes all of the festival lineup posters and removes everybody out <laughs> that is non-male. Wow. I'd go to that Lilith Fair 5.0. I mean, it is crazy town. It's crazy. Even now. Like, we're like, oh, my God, it's so much better now. And it is. But it's like not really as far as that goes. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's positives. And I do want to say, like, I'm proud of all the positives that have occurred, especially since I've been in the music industry, which has been like over a decade. Right. So Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Like I said, still a long ways to go. There's still the pay gap. And there's like you said, we need to see more producers 
And we need to see more women on festival lineups. And personally, whatever area I'm working in, I want to hire women. And, and also that part of it has to do with, I know they'll be excellent. I know that women will show up and be absolutely fucking excellent at what they're there to do. I don't have to worry about their ego. I don't yes. have to, yeah, I don't have to worry about how I'm talking to them or anything like that. It's just, we're here to do this job. We're going to get it done efficiently, professionally, and excellently. And that's how it should be in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And so I know why I'm seeing more women hires. And I think it's because the industry is kind of, especially the touring industry, is catching on to the professionalism that we are bringing. <laughs> Gosh, from your lips to God's ears. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome to hang out with you. Well, this has yeah. been so fun. You guys, thank you so much for listening. This is Brittany Howard out. <laughs> Go stream my new album and also purchase it. It is available for purchase. I would actually prefer if you did purchase it because all those proceeds go to a good cause, such as my light bills and so I can make new music and also pay my touring band. Facts. Facts. Will you pick a song to go out with, please? I'm going to go out with What Now? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. Bye. That was so fun. <laughs> I don't want to confuse you for fulfillment. Thanks to Brittany Howard for being with us. Her new album, What Now, is out now on Island Records. Catch Brittany out on tour now. Shiro's is produced by me, is mixed and mastered by Kelly Drake. Our original theme music is by Lucius. Shiro's is also a nationally syndicated radio show. You can visit shirosradio.com to find out more and support our work with Patreon or merch from the Shiro's shop. Keep in touch on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Carmel Holt or find us at Shiro's Radio. And please consider leaving us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast that helps us grow and bring you more Shiro's. Until next time, remember, music is our superpower. I'm Carmel Holt. Thanks for listening. <laughs>